Sean, and this is Sess with Cass. God, I'm like professionally sorry for that. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Sass with Cass. I'm your host, Cassandra Grodd, and I'm the best-selling author of both Bully and Darling. It is my intention behind creating this podcast to share with you my passion around helping others feel like their most confident selves. Even if this podcast is just able to give you a smile or something to lighten up your day, I really hope that I can share my love for healing, beauty, sex, life, and everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the Self Love Club. Okay, I have recorded myself saying hi 20 times because clearly I have forgotten how to speak into a microphone. Um hey (laughs) I'm so embarrassed I'm like hi how are you guys nice to talk to you anyway what is up welcome back to sass with Cass it has been a hot minute I know that it has I am going to get into this whole saga where I've been what's going on what's coming up giving you guys a full rundown because you deserve it But first things first, uh, thank you for being patient with me. I feel like those really annoying famous YouTubers that like don't upload for a month and they're like, where update, where I've been. But truly, like literally also me. Um, I just wanted to say, how are you? I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for persevering with me. Thank you for listening to this and wherever you are and whatever's coming up for you in your life. I hope that you feel grounded and supported and whilst listening to this, you can just have a little breather and just relax. Just like hang out with me. So get a snack, get a tea, get get like a little, I don't know, hot chocolate. Let's, what do we want to do? Like feel free to pause this and go make something. Feel free to take me with you whilst you go make something, but like you deserve it. Like let's have a little moment. Um, what am I having? You are asking while well, I am having a green smoothie. Hashtag health is wealth. Hashtag vegan. Hashtag, no, I'm kidding. But, um, that is a very, very healthy choice from Cassandra Grodd. I did, however, just have a little chalky chocolate um, to balance out the green smoothie. You know how it is, queen. You know how we roll. Anyway, I'm going to stop with the world's longest intro ever. Let's take a deep breath in collectively. Hold. Exhale. We're here. We're shining. So the last time we spoke was when I recorded with Ali. I feel like that was 30 lifetimes ago. Now, also, can I just say that some of Ellie's predictions you guys have been sending me through have like been coming true. She actually predicted Auckland would go into a little lockdown around the exact time that we did. She predicted earthquakes and there were certain earthquakes in certain areas um, and like warnings for some. Uh, So Ellie was like pretty onto it with quite a few things. I know I can kind of, I don't know if I can share this 
fully yet, but she was actually right about one of the things she predicted with me. Um, it hasn't like fully manifested yet. So I don't want to like entirely tell you guys the story just because not because I'm afraid of like jinxing things. I don't really believe in that, but just more the fact that I want to tell you the full story when it happens. And I'm so excited to do that. And I know we're going to have that moment. Um, but just know that one of the things she said on the podcast that we recorded, so you can go back and listen to it if you want to, but like one of the exact specifics kind of came true or has been coming true. So pretty crazy. We love Ellie. She's a boss. So that was the last time we spoke and so much has happened since then. I took about a two month break, two months and a couple weeks from the podcast. And if you have noticed, I actually took a little step back from Instagram over that time as well. I still have been like semi-consistent and posting, but I've definitely taken a little step back and I'm going to kind of share what that's about. And yeah, so to kind of do that, I need to jump into like a wee mental health update and honestly, just being really transparent, my mental health has been pretty abysmal over the last two months. It's had lots and lots and lots of ups and downs and it's been really interesting going through it this time round because I do feel like an adult. I do feel like I've grown up and I have a lot more control and autonomy over my life. I feel less helpless than I did when I was kind of 16 or 17 and struggling with these same topics. But there's something about it that just brings me back to that feeling of just complete and utter just lack of power and direction and control and motivation. And I think this time around, I've been trying really hard not to involve the people closest to me. Um, and I tried to kind of really protect them from it and just handle things by myself. But one thing I've really learned is that the more we isolate ourselves, the the worse it gets, you know, and it sounds so corny and so cliche, but when you do ask for help and when you do open up, that is when you give space for those resources to come through. And I'm not very good at that. Like, I'm not very good at asking for help. I'm not very good at accepting help. I'm not very good at like accepting love or opening. It sounds so weird. Like I'm an open person, but I actually find it quite hard to like open up to people and to trust people. Like I definitely feel that trust is something that I struggle with majorly. And it, it's bizarre because I trust myself so deeply, like innately trust myself that when it comes to, you know, letting anyone else in to like do something that I would normally do for myself, I just find that really, really tricky. And I think that's also why I've sort of struggled to have a relationship and be in a relationship. And I've just been single for a really long time now and whatever, we're going to get into it. I'm going to give you a little update on that as well. Um, but yeah, just to be super transparent, my mental health was or has been really, really in just a bad place. And I actually did decide to start seeing a therapist, which was a huge, huge, huge decision for me. Therapy hasn't been something that has worked for me in the past. And especially with 
eating disorder stuff, I've always relied on my spirituality or on my naturopath or on my own kind of forms of self-healing to get better. And Western medicine was just not the way that worked. But I found a therapist who I really gel with personally. I know it's such an intimate decision finding a therapist. And if you are looking for one, like I do really recommend you shop around and he had actually seen two of my friends um, and I went to see him. He's an amazing guy and I'm really proud of myself that I did that and ripped that Band-Aid off because it's something that I've just pushed away and haven't delved into and haven't wanted to. Um, for those who don't know, my mum is a clinical psychologist, so that's why I haven't seen anyone. I've kind of just always spoken to her, but I kind of got to the point where I was like, I don't know if that's necessarily healthy. Like you're going to naturally have things to say about your family and your upbringing and not necessarily even bad things, just factual things that you just want an extra set of ears to hear. I know that after saying this, I'm going to get messages about who I'm seeing. And I please really ask you not to ask me that because I just know how wrong sometimes therapy goes for people and how people cannot be the right fit. So the person I'm seeing is specifically for eating disorders. So maybe if you are literally just going through that, reach out to me and maybe I can give you his name. I don't even know if he'll be comfortable with that, to be honest. Um, I'd have to check with him, but it is just such, it's just something with so many like pros and cons, like therapists are just people. And I really know that from my mom. She's like someone who really tells me that. So I started seeing a therapist and honestly, guys, it was groundbreaking for me. I can't recommend it enough. I do think it's really important and I'm really, really happy that I've done it. And I'm really happy and excited to see where it's taking me. But the reason or a huge reason why I started seeing him and I say this really lightly and really gently and I'm not going to go into it in too much detail because I'm not here to trigger anyone without a trigger warning. So we trigger warning if you don't like hearing about eating disorders, but my eating disorder came back, <laughs> um, came back and oh my God, Cassandra, just no, I almost, I almost cried, but you ain't going to cry. I came back and I share that with a really like light, like light. I share it lightly, share it really lightly. And I will go into it more and more when I feel like I have the capacity to, but for right now, I really don't. Um, and it knocked me down. It's, it's something that I never saw coming. It's something that I thought I'd really, really gotten to terms with and I'd really mastered. And I loved kind of being that person that was online and talking about how I was healed and, and my process and my journey and getting stronger. And like, please don't get me wrong. I'm still that person. I will always be that person. But you know, as well as I do, like if you've had an eating disorder, if you've gone through anything like that, it never fully goes away. And I kind of believe to like some level that nearly every girl has like a touch of not an eating disorder, but I think so many females, like I genuinely believe nearly every girl has a story to tell where they at least had a short period of life where they may have had a bad relationship with food. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm projecting. That's just 
my idea of it, but I know that we all go through ups and downs. And if you have been someone who's struggled on that journey and you understand what I'm talking about in more detail, then the downs are really low, you know, of healing, like the downs are really low and I'm nowhere near where I was like nowhere near where I was because this time round guys, I feel, I think it's, yeah, it's just kind of like I'm a bit older, like I'm 24. I kind of have that perspective on myself and I've learned so much that I'm not acting on the ED thoughts too much, right? And definitely nowhere near where I was, right? Definitely not. It's just, it's my thoughts. It's like in my mind. Like I feel like I'm literally in this fucking, it's like the Hunger Games in my mind. It's like the capital in my mind. These people telling me these like rules and regulations and these thoughts. And if you don't do them, you're just going to die. Like it, I have these thoughts and these ideas of what I need to do and what I need to eat and how I need to look like and all these things. And if I don't, it's going to be game over. And I know that's not true. And for some other people, it sounds weird, but that's what it's like for me in my mind right now. Um, And that's what I've kind of been working through. And it's exhausting. It's literally exhausting. It's exhausting physically. It's exhausting mentally. It's exhausting in every respect, especially because, like I said, now I'm trying so hard not to act on those thoughts because I'm smarter than that. I know my body needs food. I know my body needs fuel. I know my body needs to exercise. So, so much effort goes into like shutting that side of my brain down and shutting that side of my brain up and consistently being a police officer to this demon, consistently saying and having like two voices in my head and being like, you're wrong. We're going to eat lunch today. You're wrong. We're going to eat dinner today. You're wrong. We're not going to throw dessert up. It is so tiring, so tiring. And that was kind of what my therapist said to me. He was saying that it's pretty easy to talk to people about the physical stuff. It's pretty easy to say, oh, I went and bought these donuts and threw them up. But it's not so easy to talk about the fact that you wake up and you feel like you've got the like Soviet Union in your mind or the, I don't know if the Soviet Union is the right word. <laughs> is that, can I even say that? You have like this totalitarian regime in your mind and you can't escape from it. Like it goes around with you everywhere. So it's been a lot. That's been a lot, but I'm doing better. I'm doing well. I'm trying to really focus my attention on good things and fill my life with good people. So don't worry, I'm not like down and out or anything like that, but it has taken a huge amount of energy. And it's also, it kind of came, like it means that you sort of isolate yourself. And that's one thing I didn't realize I was doing, but I was really isolating myself and especially because of my job, quote unquote, that I do, which is writing, social media, doing this podcast, that's all stuff in theory that I do completely by myself. Like I don't have a team at all. And I kind of noticed that the people who do social media full time, they do sort of have a team. And that's what I was really lacking. And I had some people I was working with, like I have an awesome PR agent who I bring on sometimes, but I don't have people like 
every day in an office situation that I can rely on. And I think I honestly just felt like super depleted because you're like a one woman band, you know, you'd, everything relies on you. You are the motivator, the engine, the voice, the everything. And I'm not having a big cry for me here, but I'm, I'm just explaining that that started to feel really draining, not draining. That's the wrong word. It just started to feel hard. And I started to feel like I didn't have much to say and I didn't have any good ideas and I didn't have good thoughts. And I didn't want to be seen by the world. I, I didn't want to be on social media. I didn't want to be heard. I didn't want people to take my photo. I didn't want to, you know, have to constantly be writing about my emotions or about my thoughts or my feelings or whatever, because I almost didn't have any. Like I just really went through this kind of period recently of just feeling super, super numb, just super numb. And I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Um, but but that was really how I felt. And when you're in that zone, it's hard to kind of, I don't know, I just, I think it's important that I say this because it sounds, again, sounds really cliche because we see these people online. We see these big influencers like, I don't know, Tammy Hembrow, whoever it is, and they have their own brand and their own whatever. And like, I actually really take my hat off to them because you've got no idea what's going on behind the scenes, eh? Like you could take a look at someone's Instagram photos. You could take a look at mine and think that everything's been perfectly fine for the last few months when I've been having huge amounts of self-doubt, huge amounts of insecurity. And you maybe you see these people, these polished images on social media, and you really have no idea how they feel about themselves. Like, especially in LA, I would hang out with huge influencers. Like I am talking five to 10 million followers and they were as insecure about themselves as I am. It's just, I don't know. I know you've, you guys have all heard this a thousand times. You've all heard that social media is your best angle and it's only what people want you to see. But honestly, I just kind of hope that this little chat takes on a new meaning for that. And also if you're being in like a similar kind of energy, I just want to say that I love you and we can do it. We're going to get through it. So that is my little life update. It feels pretty good to get that off my chest. Honestly, I don't even know if anyone's like listening to this. <laughs> I'm like, have all these people left? Does anyone care about me? But I know that that's just me being an insecure loser. So let's turn the shit around. Let's pick ourselves back up. I am so committed. I'm going to adjust how I'm sitting. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, I was sitting with my feet on the ground. I love sitting cross-legged. Is that a weird flex? Um, that is exactly the kind of thing other people would edit out, Cassandra. Anyway, I am committed to picking myself the fuck back up out of this funk. Let me tell you, sister, I am committed. I'm committed to getting out of this rut. So if you are in a similar mental space, mental health space right now, let's Frickin' put this bitch to bed, let's pick ourselves back up, and let's make some shit happen, because I am done. This is boring. Being sad is boring. Being lonely is boring. Boring. So, <laughs> to shake this up and tell you what I've been doing to combat everything that's been going on, number one, um, 
I have been really taking a good look at what I'm consuming food-wise and not in a super nitpicky way. Like I've actually stopped tracking calories um, with my coach Rosa, who's been really amazing. Um, yeah, so we've stopped tracking calories. I'm intuitively eating, which is awesome. Just takes a bit of pressure off me. But I've been also having a really good look at what foods I'm consuming because I don't know about you guys, but I have not been having micronutrients like greens, fruits, like five plus a day, like all that kind of thing. Because your girl just eats like pasta and bacon. And although the gains are important, I think it's super important as well, just as important to eat healthy foods. So I have been like literally forcing fruits and vegetables down the hatch hence the green smoothie, just blending anything up I can and consuming it that's good for me. And like hybriding that also with sourcing foods that come from like local farmers or just getting closer to soil, getting closer to earth, getting closer to nature, like going to the farmer's markets to buy vegetables, buying you know, vegetables that haven't been sprayed with stuff, trying to buy food that isn't coming in plastic, supporting more locals. Like that has become a huge focus for me. And I found it really, really healing to just know that you're consuming food that's nourishing. If you live in like Ponsonby Greyland, there's actually like a little, um, like sustainable, eco-friendly kind of situation farm. I can't remember what it's called, but I go there, my parents go there and we get some stuff, which is super cool. I listened to this really interesting, um, like air, earth, soil. God, I have to find his name and link it. But this, this scientist whose theory is like humanity has adapted so much from where we used to be. We've evolved past the point of recognition, even in the last 100 years. And humans are getting in further and further away from being self-sufficient. You know, we're constantly relying on all these other things, manufacturers, producers, whatever. And he says that a lot of anxiety and depression is caused from not well, like just feeling so disconnected. And one way that you can really start to get more connected with your environment is through your food choices. So we also, my mom and I started like a little herb garden in our backyard and it has like taken off. Like these herbs are killing it. They are huge. Um, it sounds so weird, but I don't know. You, I just get such a kick out of going out there and seeing our herbs growing and our veggies growing and being able to eat them and our dinners. We like can provide our own lettuce and like stuff like that is just, it's so uplifting. It's so, so uplifting. And that sounds very, very wholesome. And it is, but 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, I'll try link that podcast I listened to as well, because you'll find it really, really mind blowing. Um, the other thing I did is I got a kitten. <laughs> He's asleep right now or I'd make him say hi to you. But I got my kitten Moon and I love him so much. If you don't know, I went to Nelson to get him and he is just the highlight of my life. He makes me so, so happy and we cuddle at morning and at the nighttime and I have a little someone to talk to because, like I said, working by myself is... I don't know, it's so isolating, so it's so nice to have him, to have a little chat and hang out with. He's my little best friend. Um, yeah. 
Uh, he's just the cutest. I want to wake him up to make him talk to you. Should I do that? I don't know. Maybe next time. Anyway, I have like, I've made him an Instagram. So if you want to follow him, he's at moon, the Scottish fold, and he already has like 700 followers. He's literally killing it. He's also already been offered a brand deal. Not even kidding. Um, <laughs> so moon is the best. I love him. He is my favorite little thing. Uh, and other than that, I've been trying to get very, very clear on exactly who I am and not just who I am, but who I'm trying to be. Um, and I do to be magnetic. If you're new, you won't have heard of to be magnetic. If you're not new, you'll have heard me rave about it, but to be magnetic, who I had a Tara on the podcast, who's a coach for them. They get you to create your authentic code. So these kind of four pillars that you live into that kind of summarize who you are. And I did this exercise. I, it, it took me a couple goes, but I figured out kind of these four pillars or these four things that are really fundamental to who I am and and then figuring out how I can live into that code or how I can bring things around me that are totally in line with who I'm trying to be because I believe when we get caught in bad head spaces or we feel quite stagnant, we feel like we're kind of in pause, it sort of means that we're out of alignment. And if you feel like that, it probably means that you're saying yes to things that you want to say no to. You're spending energy on the wrong people. You've got clothes you don't wear, taking up wardrobe space and your room's messy and you haven't paid that bill and your relationship's kind of shaky or all these little things that just might be out of alignment and it's actually causing you to feel really down. I mean, that's my theory. I might be super wrong, but that's kind of what had happened to me. And I've also made the decision that I'm redoing my entire bedroom. So I've been selling a bunch of things. Um, if you're looking for secondhand clothing, I have a page, Cass Grodd's Wardrobe, where I've just been consistently selling a lot of things that are beautiful clothing, but they're just... I feel so caught in transition right now, guys. And if you're 24, you might relate to this or not even specifically 24, like 23. I mean, honestly, any age I think can relate to this. Here's me moving on my creaky chair again. I feel so caught between being a teenager or like a child and becoming an adult. And when I was a little bit younger, if someone said to me, becoming an adult, that would have really freaked me out, but it doesn't freak me out. It's, it's actually a transition that I'm really ready for now. And I'm excited and I love this adult version of myself that I'm coming into because I think people give adulthood kind of a bad name. Like when you're younger, they say, you know, you're going to have so many responsibilities, rah, rah, bills to pay. I kind of love the concept of standing on my own two feet and supporting myself and being totally myself. And I'm not in that place yet. Like I wish I was, I still live with my parents. I still kind of, this is what I mean. I feel really caught. I feel really trapped between this old version of myself and who I'm becoming. And this old version of myself, I can feel these past 
patterns of behavior coming up and looping and like my eating disorder that I suffered with so badly when I was a teenager or all this other stuff. And I kind of feel like a snake shedding my skin. And I'm hoping that through working through all this stuff, I will emerge into this different person and I can feel myself doing that. It kind of means like engaging with things I'm used to engaging with in a different way. You might feel like that too. Like I really feel like that about social media. I'm kind of like super over it, to be honest. And then I was like, no, you're not over social media. You you need to change how you engage with it. You need to change how you enact, react and enact or whatever, can't even speak English, <laughs> with it. Because there's nothing wrong necessarily with the applications. They're just applications. But follow people that light you up. Follow people that inspire you, not people who are always trying to sell you a new bikini or a new makeup product. Like follow people who actually make you feel good about yourself, who recommend books and who do talks and who have businesses or whatever it is. Everyone's going to be different by what they're inspired by. Um, So I've been changing kind of how I interact with the world and changing the things that surround me. Like I said, getting Moon a little bit of fresh energy. He's so sweet and cleaning my room and changing my things and not like cutting out people, but just interacting with certain people differently. You know, people that might make me feel some type of way. If you do have negative people in your life, you're probably going to want to do a bit of a chop, chop, chopping. I did that a couple years back and it really helped me so much. So I'm luckily in such a great place where I love my friends endlessly and I don't need to do too much chop, chop, chopping, but you might, you know, depending on where you're at with this. Um, the other thing that's been coming up for me so much, and someone actually asked me this, I'm going to jump into some of your questions. Someone said how to not be scared of the talking phase again, like going into a relationship and the talking phase. And I laughed because I was like, fuck, that is me. Like, I have been single for so long, guys. Like, oh my gosh, like my whole life, arguably. But (laughs) I mean, I just haven't had someone who I'm excited about or I'm talking to for like this long ever. I mean, like haven't had that, like such a pause from having that. I genuinely am not over-exaggerating. Like, I am texting nobody right now. I am talking to nobody. I'm not sending anybody cute photos. Nothing is happening. Like, the love life is quiet. It is silent. And it has been for quite some time. Um, Which is not, like, bizarre for a person like me. I was kind of a person who I used to have someone who I would fixate and be obsessed with. And then even if it wasn't really working out with that person, I'd still talk to them or be quite infatuated by them. And I'd sort of move around like that. Like my point is that I was always, I kind of would always have my eye on someone. Um, I've never been the kind of girl who's done too well with the multiple guys at once. Maybe I need to get a bit better at that. Like I'd never... I'd I'd always put all my eggs in one guy's basket and then it wouldn't really work out and I'd be like, oh, 
Also, you know what I've realized? I know this podcast is really jumping around, but tell me if you like fucking hate this, guys. This is really just like a you and me catch up right now, sister, but I've never really like talked to you guys about me. Like I've given you advice on dating and love and stuff, but I've never actually like really told you my stories. And I think that's partly just because New Zealand's a small place and I wanted to protect um, kind of like the guys that I was dating because yeah, but I think I can do it in a way where, you know, I would still keep it pretty anonymous or I can also tell you stories about the guys I dated overseas or whatever, but just a little observation because I'm learning how to open up more. And I think it's a great example of me pretending like I was opening up is just telling a bunch of strangers how to handle their love life when I can't even handle my own. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I've just sort of been, perpetually single and if anyone's in this boat like does it ever make you feel I don't know you're kind of just like wait am I all good like is this normal (laughs) like am I okay and I I was writing something it's actually going in my third book so I shouldn't tell you it but I'm gonna tell you it anyway I wrote this line I can't remember the exact words but it was like being alone is super confusing because you can't decipher whether you're waiting for the best quality, like whether you're waiting for something that's better than what you've had, or if you're alone because you're not worthy of anything at all. And I know that's not true. We're all worthy of amazing things and amazing love. And I think whoever's listening to this, you're worthy of everything you want. But I think that quote kind of summarizes how it feels sometimes, right? Like, wow, I don't know. Am I waiting because I'm waiting for the best or am I waiting because nobody wants me right now? And that's exactly where I've been, like exactly. And it's so funny, like guys don't even approach me. Like no one even talks to me. Um, And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I so weird? Like, should I be wearing different clothes and stuff? I don't know. I don't know what energy I'm putting out right now, but it's been pretty quiet and I'm just trying to really lean into it and really trust it and just hope that it's happening for a reason. I do sort of feel like I'm very, very ready for a serious relationship. Um, Like I'm ready to meet someone really, really cool. And I wasn't ready for that for a very long time. I was very self-focused and it was really important for me to be able to travel and pick up my life and go other places and do things quickly at the drop of a hat. And I would sort of be flirting with people and just having fun living my life. Like I didn't want to be on a leash. And the more I kind of grow up, the more I realize that a really amazing relationship and really amazing love is the complete opposite of being kept on a leash. Like it's meant to sort of be unlocking this whole new kind of version of you and, elevating your life. And I am super duper duper ready for that. And I'm proud to say that because although I haven't been in a good place mentally, this last year has been filled with such deep, deep healing for me. I think all of us have, you know, COVID and everything just taught us to sit in our room and look at what we'd built or what we hadn't built. And, you know, last year really did that for me. And so I do feel like I've looked at a lot of things deeply and a lot of inner child wounds and a lot of trauma and gotten to the point where I'm ready to be a good partner and 
a good wife one day and a good mother. And I know that sounds really extreme, but that's honestly kind of where my priorities are starting to shift, which is just crazy for someone like me to say, honestly, I was, if you knew me like two years ago, you'd be like, Cass, what the fuck are you saying? Like <laughs> I would be up in the clubs, like going crazy. So, I mean, I've really had my fun. I'm not saying that, you know, getting married and having a baby isn't fun, but my point is I can feel myself creaky chair. I can feel myself like shifting chapters. I really hope someone relates to me on this. Like I really, really do. I hope someone relates to this rambling monologue that is my thoughts. I think this is some of the most open conversation I've ever had on this podcast. Like, cause it's actually telling you legitimately how I feel. Whereas and I'm going to try to get better at this, guys, because as I said, like, I've always glossed over, like, the deep shit in a weird way and just turned it on to other people. Anyway, I can really feel myself, yeah, shifting and changing and it's exciting, but it's super uncomfortable. Um, so to that person who said, how did not be scared to be in the talking phase again? Dude, I feel you. Like if I met someone today, I would be pretty scared to be in the talking phase because I haven't for so long. So I don't know if that's what this person is meaning or, I mean, you must be, I think you just have to trust. Like it's all about trust and asking yourself why you don't trust someone asking yourself why you don't trust the talking phase like has it gone wrong before in the past and understanding that this is a different situation this is a different person and just letting yourself go a bit like fuck does whenever I'm in those situations I just overthink and overthink and overthink and you know the more you think about things you kind of like shoot yourself in the foot like I reckon I've killed half my potential love interests by just overthinking them because at the end of the day, the person you're talking to is just a human being having their own experience of life, living their own truth, just like you are a human being experiencing your own version of life, living your own truth. So when you make these judgments and these assumptions and you overthink, oh, he hasn't sent me a text within the last two hours, this means blah, blah, blah. Like the only person who's creating that is you. Like it's literally not true. So try to chill on the overthinking, try to increase your trust muscle and just let go a bit. Like I've been really practicing that recently is true surrender. And that opens up a whole conversation of what is true surrender? Like, I don't know, you know, tr true surrender is, it's like manifestations, you know, with manifesting, they say, um, if you manifest something and you keep asking for it and keep wishing for it, it's like a parent that has dropped their kids off at school and then goes back to check on them at morning tea. Like you've got to communicate to the universe that you have full faith and full trust in it, that you've asked for this and it shall be given instead of constantly fixating on the outcome and like brrr, nitpick, 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 which is actually someone so funny. I've decided to just monologue my way into this because someone asked how to visualize success in situations without obsessing over it. And that's a really good question because I do that too. It's really easy to get caught up in the dream, the plan, the idea, the manifestation and miss the crucial part, which is the action. Okay. 
I manifested my kitten. I wrote kitten. Well, I wrote kitten on my manifestation list and loads of things lined up with Moon that were manifestations like the fact that he was in Nelson when I have family there down the road and could stay with him and the fact that all the other kittens in his litter were a different colour but I really wanted a grey kitten and he was grey and the fact that his ears folded because he's a Scottish fold and only three of them folded out of eight and you know, all these extra things, like the fact that the breeder was moving to Australia and I got the last litter in New Zealand, all the stuff. But I had to go and find him and put in the action and look for him. And it's an interesting example of manifestation because I could have written on my manifestation list, gray kitten, and then sat there and waited for a kitten to walk up to my doorstep. And I have all faith that the universe is capable of doing that. But you have to be able to put in action sometimes. Like if you want to be a film director, you have to direct films. If you want to be a musician, you have to make music. If you want to be an engineer, you need to study engineering. And when you can ask the universe for help and guidance to elevate that situation and pull you through and push you across, that's when the universe can really, really step up. But if you're You've got to be in a car driving to wait for a sign. If you're in a car parked and you're saying, give me a sign, you know, what are you expecting to happen? The universe drops you a sign onto your still car. I mean, I think the universe could do that, but it's much easier when the car's in motion. You know what I mean? So that kind of also answers that question of the person who wants to visualize success without obsessing over it. If you're obsessing over the bigger picture, you're not you're probably not putting enough attention on the little details, the what you can do, the right now, the action steps. So that's something that I'm trying to get better at a lot a lot of. <laughs> Is that even a way to speak? But that's what I'm trying to get better at. So I hope that that um, helps with that question. And I think that also comes into a little bit with me calling in a different relationship and you if you're doing that as well is opening up and trusting and putting yourself out there. So for you, putting yourself out there can look very differently for what it looks like to me. To me, if I think about putting myself out there, I'm thinking about just like opening up my energy a lot and starting to make room in my life where I think someone else could come in. Trying to create just mental space and energetic space. I've been doing affirmations like, I trust people, I trust love, I trust men, like I open myself up to like meeting the right people, saying those kind of things to myself because I haven't said anything like that to myself in a very, very, very long time. Um, And I've just kind of been living in my little insular world. So maybe that is helpful. Um, someone said, what were your intentions for this year and what are you manifesting? Um, I am another little manifestation tip guys, really get clear on what you're trying to feel. So write down how you want to feel when you get that job or feel when you get that partner. Like that's really the key. If you can get your hands on how you want to feel when you're creating that. So the reason I say that is because for my intentions for this year, it was much less about concrete things and much more about, yeah, how I want to feel. 
at the at the end of the year. For me, I really want to have given my publishing deal with my book a super good shot. I'm trying to get a publisher. It is very, very, very hard. I'm currently self-published. Actually, I'm not going to say it's very, very hard. It's challenging, but I can do it. So I want to have given that a good crack. Um, I also have had a huge, huge, huge creative opportunity present itself to me. Um, again, I feel like those annoying YouTubers who like can't, <laughs> I'm working on something cool and I can't tell you, um, but I can't. <laughs> so I've been working on that the last two months and it's been incredibly exciting. If it does happen, it will be a great story. And if it doesn't happen, it will also be a great story. So I'm excited to share that when it comes through too. Um, but that is something I'm manifesting. I literally just can't give you any hints about it. I'm so sorry, but it's a big, huge creative project. And I think it's so overwhelmingly big and amazing and scary that it has also been impacting my mental health just because I don't know if I'm worthy of the opportunity and I'm trying to do everything to lift my self-worth, to hold this opportunity and to be gentle and kind to myself and grateful that I've even got it. Um, so that's where a huge amount of my intention setting went for this year, but I want to, I really want to have like a team around me. I want to have like a creative team around me by the end of the year. Um, whatever that looks like, whether that's working on a book or, or, a oh my God, I almost said it, or a project or a brand, whatever it is, I want to have a good team of people I can rely on. Um, I'm manifesting a new living situation. I really wanted to buy a house, but um, the housing market in Auckland has just gone crazy. Oh my God, if, you've, if you know, you know, it's been ridiculous. But I would love a new living situation like my own place. I would love a long-term committed relationship. Um, and I would love to just feel really good in myself. I'd love to feel happy and strong and have come into a good place with my mental health and have healed. You know, that's such a big goal for me. And to grow this podcast, of course, is a huge goal. I am going to do that. We're going to have really cool guests this year. I can guarantee I've already been putting stuff in place for that, which is really exciting. And I'm manifesting more growth on my social media, working with really cool people. I just want to work with people who light me up. Like this year is kind of about me connecting with people, I've decided, in a business sense, in a love sense, in a whatever sense, and trusting people and being free and just, you know, less, less restrictions on myself. Um, someone said, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well today. We're in the sun, drinking our smoothie, living our best life. Um, someone said, what is your advice for people in their last year of school? Okay. I, first of all, full disclaimer, am so sorry you're in school because that means you've had a COVID crisis of a high school experience. So good on you guys. I'm sure that loads of you guys weren't able to go to your school ball or maybe you were in New Zealand, but I'm sure it was hectic. For your last year of school, honestly, this is really fucking bad advice, but people push 
academics way too much in school, I reckon. Like everyone was like, oh, UE, UE, you've got to get UE. No one at uni ever looked at my grades. Like no one ever asked me what my grades were in high school. So my advice would be get enough grades to pass and get into the uni course you want to go to. If you want to do that at all, you totally don't have to go to uni, fuck it. But if you do, make that a priority and then have fun and live your life and go to the cool parties, hang out with your friends And just know that the people who you're surrounded with right now, they're probably not going to be your friends forever, or maybe they will, but don't take things too seriously. Like, I swear to God, I thought that the last day of high school, the world would blow up and your life truly is just starting. (laughs) Um, Someone said, what's one thing that made you who you are today? I would say the things that made me who I am today are my parents, who are amazing, supportive, creative people, traveling, because my dad's family is in Europe, and so is lots of my mum's family, so we spent heaps of time traveling, which I think throughout my life really made me who I am. Um, Taylor Swift and pop culture. I know that sounds really, really weird, but I used to like analyze lyrics of all my favorite artists, which were predominantly like pop artists like Taylor Swift. She was the first person who really, I saw captivate storytelling through lyrics. And on my way to school, I just used to always analyze her stuff and other musicians stuff. So I would say music and pop culture was a huge impact. And like hybriding that with the internet, you know, I grew up, at the kind of crux and height of the internet. So definitely being an internet baby, um, thrown in the deep end using things like Tumblr, Ask FM, Bebo. I feel like that really made me who I was and taught me so much about photography and styling and is probably the reason I do social media. Um, I was also a massive horse girl. Yes, horse girl, crazy horse girl, used to neigh at school lunchtime, you know, like all that shit. So that definitely made me who I was um, because I grew up in paddocks and in farms and I miss it so much. I low-key would love to just throw this whole thing in and become a horse girl. So watch this space. Um, Someone said how to maintain a healthy relationship in a couple. Sister Senorita, I feel underqualified to give you couples relationship advice because I'm not in one. Um, But I honestly would say that the number one thing is communication. Communicating openly. No one is a mind reader. Absolutely no one. Um, Doing things to make your partner feel really special and worship them and vice versa. You know, I think that your partner should be someone who you can just have heaps of fun with and laugh and someone who makes you feel like the best version of you. And in turn, I think you want to make sure that you're doing that for them. I think I hear so much advice about, I don't know, all the stuff that guys should be doing for girls. And it goes both ways. Like girls really, I encourage you to treat your man like a king, provided he deserves it and does the same for you, of course. But you know, like, don't be afraid to like love deeply. And I feel that it's really important to, you know, compliment your boyfriend, compliment him or compliment your girlfriend, whoever, whoever you're with, you know, apply this to genders don't matter, you know, just apply it to the energy, but compliment your partner and do something special for them. You'll be so surprised how much that can be reciprocated and 
just being open and honest with each other, easier said than done. Um, how did you convince your parents to let you get a cat? This is so funny because none of well, my parents didn't want me to get a cat at all. And now they're literally obsessed with Moon. Like, I don't know, two things dads hate but secretly love is dessert and animals. So my dad loves Moon and he loves dessert, but I kind of just pushed ahead and just told them that I was doing it and I was paying for it and he was going to be my cat. And now they're obsessed with him. Speaking of which, I need to go feed him because it is his dinner time. Um, Best self-care rituals. Okay, I have done this new thing. I don't know if I'm like really late to the game with this. But I have set that like timer on your phone where it switches your phone off at a certain time for downtime. Amazing. So I have screen, I think it's screen time, screen time limits on all my social media apps for a maximum of three hours a day of social media time, which probably sounds like a lot to you, but keep in mind that it's low key my job and I'm always talking to like brands and stuff on there. So three hours a day and then I have from 8 p.m. till 7 a.m. where my phone is completely off. You literally can't reach me. So that has been my new little self-care ritual and I've been loving it. Oh my God, it is so, so good. So test that one out if you haven't. I think it's just in um, screen time on your settings and then it should pop up. Um, Someone said, why is leaving a narcissist so hard? Like they put all the blame on you. Oh my God, I could speak about this for four hours, but I completely know what you mean. I was in love with a narcissist in America. Um, I don't know if that's a bit harsh to say, but yeah, it is hard when they gaslight you and put it all back on you. Um, And I think that's part of why it's so hard to leave them because part of you starts to believe that it is your fault and the things they're saying to you are true. And then you're like, wow, wait, have I made this all up? And is this person not that bad? And blah, 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 blah. When... Your, I would just tell you that your feelings are legitimate and your intuition is legitimate and you need to honor that and honor yourself and put yourself first and try and get an outsider's point of view as well so that, I don't know, the more time you spend with them, the more toxic it kind of gets. No one deserves to go through that. It is just the worst. So be strong in yourself and ask your friends for advice, take a step back, try and get a clear head and be really like strong, you know, don't let yourself be pushed around. Like when he says, you know, you only blah, 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 and puts all the blame on you. Like that's really unhealthy. That's really, really toxic. Um, and you do not deserve that. I have so many more questions, guys, on like breakups and love and all that stuff. Oh my God, I need to do a whole episode on it we are nearly out of time for this one here today. Um, but thank you so much for listening. And I love you guys so much. I'm sorry for the break, but I really needed it. I feel really good now. And hopefully you guys can understand that. And we can jump into some really fun episodes because I have some cool things planned. So as always, you know where to find me. Um, on my socials, you know where to buy my book, you know the whole story, but I'm excited for this year. I'm excited to see what it holds. I'm excited to get myself in a better place mentally and share that with you guys and have some cool tips and tricks when I come out the other side, hopefully. Uh, So let me know if you listen to this. I'd love to know your thoughts 
and I will chat to you really soon. Have a beautiful day, evening, week, year, month. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye.